The video thumbnail is the cover of your video. It's the clickbait, the showcase of your video and what's to come. And it's often the most overlooked part of a video marketing strategy. On this episode, we go into the strategy as well as the best practices for creating a thumbnail that works. The video revolution is here and it's changing how we do business. Learn how to use video to engage customers and drive results here on the Video Marketing 2.0 podcast with your hosts, Joel Gubich and Brendan Carty. Welcome to Video Marketing 2.0, where we discuss the world of videos for marketing and business purposes. Hi, I'm Joel Gubich, Director of Business Development and ThinkMojo. And with me is my colleague, head writer, creative story lead, Brendan Carty. And today, Brendan, I want to talk about thumbnails. Not the ones that are right in front of me, but the ones that show up on your website, on YouTube, that are the showcase for the video that you just finished producing. You know, Joel, it's it's such a good topic to have because thumbnails are one of the most overlooked pieces of the, the whole video marketing strategy. And it's kind of silly because the thumbnail is the first thing that people will see. And, and in a lot of ways, it's sort of the subconscious message that you send to the viewer that says, click me, watch me. And if you don't have a good thumbnail, it doesn't matter how great the video is, people won't be tempted or inspired to, to watch it. So there really is a, a logic and a, a technique behind the thumbnails that I think most people don't really think about, and that's something that we can get into today. That's true. You know, it's, it's like that old adage, you know, you can't tell a book by its cover. Well, that may be true, but when it comes to video, if that cover of that video isn't compelling, nobody's going to be watching the rest of it. It's kind of like, think about it in terms of like written content with a blog, right? One of the most important parts of a blog, maybe even the most important, is coming up with an engaging title, that sort of clickbait title, right? That just gets people to, uh, you know, just flies to a light, so to speak. The thumbnail is your clickbait title to your video. It's the thing that's going to inspire people to, to click on it. So, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't just, you know, create this masterful blog post and then put up a really boring title. You'd want to get something that's, as engaging as possible. And that's exactly what the thumbnail is. Well, I think we can go into a lot of details today. I really want to get granular at some point and, and tell the audience, give them some examples of what to do, what not to do, some uh, specific sizes, the type of file formats that you can use. But before we get that granular part, which you know we'll do in the second part of the uh, the episode, let's perhaps talk a little bit about strategy, about what are the different ways that thumbnails can be used and you know, maybe uh, perhaps the most important thing is why is a thumbnail so critically important to the success of a marketing video? Not just any video, but we're talking about a marketing video, something that you have spent some significant money to produce. So I think first we'll go with the first part of your question. You know, what are the different ways that thumbnails can be used? So Think about it. It's really one of the different ways that your video can be used, right? I mean, your video is going to appear on your website. It may appear on uh, a larger video site like Vimeo or YouTube or you know some sort of uh, product showcase site. It could appear on social media as well. All of these different places require a different consideration. You know, the 
especially if your video is going to be appearing among a larger stream of content, that thumbnail is so critical to grabbing people's attention and getting them to, to open the video. So, yeah, the, the thumbnail is, you know, there are many techniques that you can use. Um, and I think this goes into the second part of this, like, well, what makes a good thumbnail? And I think the, the thing that you have to keep in mind is creating intrigue, right? I think the, the thing that most people assume, I think when, when you create your video and then you pick your thumbnail, it's easy to think that, well, I just want my thumbnail to be representative of the video content. You want it almost to be like a summary, right? But that's really not the most effective thing. You want something that will create interest. Uh, you know, an, an example that we see in uh, sports, right? If you have a, uh, a video of somebody like in a football game, and it's a wide receiver catching the football, right? What's more effective, do you think? Showing the wide receiver having caught the football or showing the football up maybe a couple of feet away from the outstretched hands of the receiver? That The second one creates mystery because you think, well, did he catch it or did he not? And that gives people a reason to click on it. So that's really what, what we're going for. You want to you want to lead the viewer down the road as opposed to just sort of summarizing what the content is about. Absolutely. You know, there, there are other ways that uh, you can use that thumbnail. So it's, it's similar to some of the things we talked about in a previous episode. How do you write a good script? You know, an in, in intrigue and mystery is definitely one of those components of a good script. And obviously the same thing holds true for a thumbnail, but you can also do exciting action. You can convey action in a thumbnail. Um, it doesn't have to be uh, necessarily uh, the somebody running down the street. And a lot of times it's it's a fine line between that intrigue and mystery and action. But, you know, somebody wants to see something happening. If exactly. They, you almost want to get them to, yeah, the, the point right before there's some reveal or something that alludes to something else. So it encourages them to kind of finish the rest of the story. You know, like you see it in and these clickbait sites are almost shameless about it, right, with their headlines. You know, uh, he opened the box. Then this happened, you know, dot, dot, dot. And it's like you can't help yourself but click on. You know what they're doing to you, but you still can't help yourself. And that's that's what you're going for with the, the video thumbnail is trying to figure out what's the point where right before we're about to reveal something and, you know, what is that going to be? So it takes a little bit of a, uh, you know, an editor's mind, you know, to look through the video and kind of picked out that one point. But, you know, it's in there and, and there's, you know, you, you can also, you don't have to pick one and this is something that we'll, we'll get into in a sec. But, you know, you can you can also pick out multiple and, and A-B test them or A-B-C, X-Y-Z test them as... Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we can do TMZ uh, testing. TMZ testing, yeah. that's right. But before we get into that, I want to talk about two other things that make a good thumbnail. So we talked about conveying exciting action, another one that mystery intrigue. Another way of doing this is to create a image that's sort of silly or unexpected. You know, if you've got something that maybe somebody hanging upside down from a tree, you know, maybe a CEO in a suit hanging upside down from a tree, you say, oh, that's kind of weird. Let let me click on it. Yeah, there's absolutely. You, going with the unexpected is, I think, a really you know powerful way of, of getting people's attention because – if you have the the title, assuming that there's some sort of title attached to the video, at least some sort of context, and then the thumbnail, which doesn't really seem to 
go together with the title. That, in a way, is kind of creating mystery in itself. It's like, well, what does that have to do with this? The risk you run, though, is you don't want you don't want people to think you don't want to mislead people also like you can do it a couple of times but if you're going to be generating a lot of video content and you know sharing it very often through social and everything you don't want your thumbnails to be too misleading too often because then people will start to recognize your name your content and think ah you know it's just a trick so a little bit about finding that balance for sure uh but that actually brings to another point you don't always have to use a picture or a still shot from your video. You know, it could be something from somewhere else that uh, you know is relevant and, and and interesting because you know you can really upload anything as as a video thumbnail. Uh, again, same risk as before. You don't want it to be too far away from the content. It's okay if it doesn't actually appear in the video, but you know if you mislead people too often, it could come back to bite you. One of the reasons that it's important is because that video is going to reside for a while on your website or social. It's not something you put up necessarily for uh, two days and it's gone. So you need to have a strategy, an ongoing strategy for how you're going to use this tool, this uh, this marketing asset that you've you've built. And I think that that goes to, with what we were saying before. You know, you don't always have to go with just one thumbnail. If you have different audiences, which you probably do. You have one piece of video content that you're going to share in different places to different people. Then you may want to use different thumbnails that would be more appealing to them. So, yeah, and this is comes down to the very basic marketing principle of always know who your audience is and what they want, what they, you know, what they're looking for. Uh, and you know, this can manifest itself in a, a ton of different ways depending on what your product is. You know, if you're if you're selling, let's just say, for instance, you have a uh, uh, a a device that you're selling both to consumers and to, uh, you know, more to B2B type of people. You know, there may be some examples where of the, of showing, you know, the, the device itself that would appeal more to the B2B people, some of the technical stuff, but maybe showing, you know, people actually using it out in the real world would appeal more to the customers, you know? So those are the kinds of differences that you're looking for and how they're going to relate to the, the audience. And, you know, you don't have to get this absolutely right the first time out. You can do A/B testing, and uh, you know there and there are plenty of websites and programs out there that'll help you do that pretty easily. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, on that point, just following up with that. So, if you're using your video on your website, but you're also putting it on social media sites, whether or on YouTube, so you you could have the same video. You haven't done anything different. You're using the same exact video, but it's just being uh, hosted in, or placed in different locations. It could look different to different people. It it can almost convey that you have created three separate videos. That's true. Yeah, and that uh, you know you're always looking for to get the most bang out of your buck too, and and how to reuse content and recycle it, and et cetera. So that's absolutely right. I mean that's that's a cheap, easy way to make the video is uh you know, give it as many le- as many legs as possible that sounds weird but you know what i'm saying multi-leg video a multi-leg video um and you know this and this isn't all just you know us talking i mean th- this has real impact on the the click rates of the videos and we'll we'll share some of those stats uh we'll collect some of those and put them on the the show notes page but you know that it really does have uh an impact to 
how many people are, are going to view your video and the, uh, you know, the interest that it generates. So this is, these are really important considerations to make that I think just a lot of people overlook. Well, I think that's a good time to take a little break and hear a word from our sponsor. A smart business needs a smart way to connect with customers. That's where smart video comes in. Tell your business story in 60 seconds or less with a smart explainer video that gets results. Go to thinkmojo.com slash explainer for detailed information. Thinkmojo, smart videos that get results. Welcome back to Video Marketing 2.0. We're talking about thumbnails, why they're important, how to use them, and Right now, we want to go into a little bit more specifics with what are some of the guidelines uh, that you need to be aware of. We're talking about size, aspect ratio, that kind of thing. So, Joel, give us uh, let's go let's go into the details here. What what are the things that people really need to be aware of when they start creating and picking thumbnails? Well, there are a couple of best practices that uh, we're going to talk about. Uh, we have some of this on the show notes page, so you can go there and get this in uh, more detail. But, you know, one of the first things is make sure that your thumbnail is in high resolution. You know, don't put something there that's blurry or some something that you just maybe took a screenshot of something. It's got that's to a, be, it's got to be a, a really such good a great, image. That's such a great point, especially, I think, if people are getting – uh, using outside content because I know that probably feels really appealing. Like, oh, I can just get you know a picture from somewhere else. Man, if your if your thumbnail looks blurry, like you know, looks like crap, then people are going to assume your whole video is. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So on YouTube, you know, the aspect ratio is sixteen to nine, you know, or twelve eighty by seven twenty, and you should use a JPEG or a GIF uh, or a PNG, and it has to be less than two megabytes. So yes, that's not necessarily a large image size, but don't go for something that's a couple hundred kilobytes. It's going to look kind of crappy. And also make sure that it looks good on a mobile and on a desktop. If it looks good on a desktop, that's great, but you've got to size it down also to a smaller screen. And conversely, if it looks great on a smaller screen, with which uh, if you blow it up to a bigger screen, it doesn't have enough resolution, it's going to look like crap. Especially, and I think that's a big consideration if you're going to be sharing a lot on social, because if you're if you're on social, most of your uh, audience will be viewing you through a mobile device. So, another thing that you you know we talked about this in the first part, but make sure that your thumbnail accurately portrays the content in the video. You can it's this is the best practice. You can obviously use um, you know sort of bait and switch. But that will come back to bite you if you do it too often. And it's also a sense of trust. Remember, these are marketing videos, especially in a B2B environment. Uh, that sense of trust is so critical for you to gain a new customer. Um, if it's a consumer market, not that that's not important, but you're, you're, Consumers probably are more willing to overlook that part. They understand that uh, somebody's trying to lead them into something. Yeah, if you're selling a work productivity app, it may not be the best idea to show the pretty girl in the bikini on the beach. You know, like that's not really going to have much to do with your product. That's true. Another thing that you can do, and here's something that people don't realize that a video itself, let's say a three minute video, has got. 5,400 individual frames. That's a lot of individual images that you can choose in terms of which one of them 
would be your thumbnail. Let's say you're not you're not creating a custom th- custom thumbnail. So go through your your video and choose the image. You've got a lot of images to choose from. Choose the image based on some of the things that we had talked about before uh, that would convey intrigue, uh, would convey a sense of excitement, uh, maybe um, something that's different or whatever that um, would get get somebody to millisecond. I think it's uh, 15 milliseconds is the amount of time that the human brain will be able to recognize an image and make a decision uh, based on that image. That's not a whole lot of time. So um, if you've put a boring image there, you're not going to get the same click through. So this is a call out to B2B videos, especially, or even a video that is maybe of a presentation. Don't put some graph there. Don't put, let's say, a person's head just looking straight at you. That doesn't get most people excited. You can, if you want to do an image of somebody's head, maybe do it off screen or do it off, not necessarily center camera. It's the same way that when people paint a picture, that the ones that are centered are generally the ones that are less interesting. And yeah, and if you're gonna if you're gonna show, I think somebody's face. I mean, a lot of times that you know people's videos may be focused on you know somebody talking to the camera. You may want you want to focus on their reactions to something. You know, if they if they're reacting to something, then the viewer naturally wants to know what is it that they're reacting to. So that could be a way of of getting you know generating some interest. But you're totally right. If it's just a still shot of somebody mid sentence with their mouth open, eh. You know, not going to do much. Okay, so staying on the whole thing, uh, another best practice when you're using an uh, image of somebody, it's usually in this case, but it will happen with other images. In the middle of that image, you're going to have the little play button, that little play arrow. You want to make sure that play arrow is not masking something behind it. So make sure that you uh, choose the image or you move the image in such a way that that play arrow, which is in the middle of that thumbnail is not masking something important. So that about does it on this episode of Video Marketing 2.0. I think the uh, we've made some uh, headway into some uncharted territory for a lot of people, talking about what thumbnails are, why they're important, what makes a good one. We'll have all this uh, summarized on our show notes page too with some, uh, some more details that you can dig into. Uh, make sure to visit our website, videomarketing20.net. You can listen to our podcast there or uh, download us at iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Make sure to leave a review. Tell other people how, how awesome the podcast is so they can find it and start loving it themselves. So for myself, Brendan Carty, and my colleague, Joel Gubich, I want to say thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on Video Marketing 2.0. Thank you for listening to another episode of Video Marketing 2.0 presented by ThinkMojo. For more help on how to drive results with video, contact ThinkMojo, the video marketing experts at info at thinkmojo.com or visit thinkmojo.com for more information.